Hey everyone, Latina Barbie here. Why did I start this podcast? Because I'm too lazy to write a book. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey everyone, Latina Barbie here. And today's episode is all about love, which I got to tell you guys, it came to me this morning. I'm recording Thursday morning. It came to me at 4.30 a.m. The weirdest thing, I just happened to look at my phone, so I forgot to turn my phone off, and one of my ex-coworkers had been um, DMing me on Instagram, which makes like a weird sound, and I just looked at the phone and I saw a heart. So, I mean, she said something like, you know, I miss you too, blah, 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 and then a heart, and that just got me thinking about love, and I almost jumped, I'm telling you, I almost jumped out of bed just to start recording, but I did need some sleep. So now it's only 6.30. So, um, but that got me thinking for the next 30 minutes about what exactly I wanted to say about love. And when you think about the word love, there's so many different layers and so many different meanings depending on what it is. Um, Of course, the first thing that comes to mind is I love food, (laughs) but um, food doesn't love me back. Um, And I just, I'm just going to shoot from the hip because I didn't write any notes down. I'm just going to kind of blab out everything about the word love and how it has meant to me in so many different ways. And the first one I think about is, of course, tough love, because I feel growing up, I received a lot of tough love where it's that kind of love, if you have children out there, you you want to love your children. And I'm giving you guys the example from like, I'm sure my mom would say this, like you want to love your children, but you also want to teach them at the same time. So is it love to give in or is it love to not give in to what your child wants or teenager? Because I had a lot of tough love as a teenager and hold out from giving them so that they can go and fly and get it on their own. And I think that's like the epitome of the tough love that I experienced a lot growing up where, you know, we had to go without quite a bit, but in retrospect, as an adult, it has kind of shaped me to, you've got to go work for the things that you want. So thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. Although my dad was very giving. He always gave everything. (laughs) But my mom, I think, really taught me all about tough love and it like starts like as a baby. I mean, if you were to hear my mom now when it comes around babies crying and things like that, she would be the first one to say like, let them cry. Um, where I'm sure new moms, and of course, I'm just talking here because I don't have any children, but I'm sure newer moms don't want to hear their babies cry. And it's like watching 90 Day Fiance. There's this girl, Yara, who is literally foregoing her relationship with her husband so that she can be with her baby the whole entire time, like holding her baby, caring for her baby and all this stuff. And I'm sure, look, as a first time mom, I'm sure a lot of you, when you were a first time mom, you gave everything 24 seven, but at what expense? Because now her husband's like, I don't know how much, how, I don't know how much we're going to last because now he wants attention. So, uh, wow, that just went somewhere. But, um, I remember growing up and, you know, my mom would say no. And for whatever reason, but it, kind of did shape me. And I think we can all say that, right? Like all the love, whether it was, look, love is all good, regardless of what it seems like at the time. 
But I think as adults, we can all agree that those types of showing of love from our elders, our parents, our grandparents, our aunts and uncles. Actually, I'm not going to count the grandparents because grandparents, I've never known a grandparent who didn't say yes to anything for their grandchildren. But yeah, it was just uh, who I am today. So, you know, and then there's other types of love that we show. Like I pretty much am the type of person where like, if you say hi to me, I love you. I love you and I trust you from the get-go. It's it's if you showed me harm or some type of ill feelings towards me, here's the thing, what I've learned is I will still love you. I just won't wanna be around you. My love spreads like a freaking spider web. I will love everybody. Um, even people who have pissed me off, I will, try, I, will, I will still try to find something good in that person. I'm not for everybody, not everybody's for me. But that underlying um, admiration, love, and respect for each other, I think, is really important. Um, growing up, I experienced my first love when I was in high school, or so I thought it was love. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't anything bad. It was just I had this really deep affection for this older guy, actually. It was like um, I was... Actually, I wasn't in high school. I was already out of high school, and there was this older guy... I'm not going to say his name, but there was an older guy and he worked at the restaurant next door to where I worked at the gas station. And it was kind of like we would go to the movies together. And like that was enough for me. Like that was enough of the love affection that he gave for me. And I remember him like he was just a sweet man. And and, and I say man, but he was like 26. I was like 20, 19, 20, but whatever. You know, and you... You have these weird feelings that come about when you start exploring what love means to you. Um, I think growing up as as somebody who has like your first love, remember you guys, I didn't have my first love until I was 21. And I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life. Actually, that's not true. I did not ever think of that way with him. This is a, This is my first boyfriend I talked about. If you haven't listened, I think I might have done an episode on my first boyfriend, or maybe I did an episode on a boyfriend that ended up being an a-hole, but whatever. Um, I probably still love him too. (laughs) So, but yeah, I remember my first boyfriend where when we were together, we broke up, meaning I broke up with him. And let me just tell you, it's only because I really just, I wanted to start sleeping with other people because he was my first everything, wink, wink. And When I broke up with him, I know you guys, I'm going on a tangent, but I'm just talking because I don't have any notes. When I broke up with him, I didn't understand what love was until I broke up with him and realized like this hole in my heart. That was fine. You have to sit in that hole for a while to realize that you make the right decision. And we were great. Don't, Don't get me wrong. The guy... He was a fantastic first boyfriend and everything like that. But he was the kind of boyfriend where like you want to meet when you're like in your mid thirties, because you'll end up marrying that type of person. I was 21. So, I mean, I had just experienced this and I knew that my heart wanted to experience other things. So I just, like I say, goodbye to all my ex-boyfriends, like, okay, goodbye, I'm done. You can go fly and be a project for somebody else. I didn't realize how much I loved him. And I don't even know if it was really love who, what overtook this feeling, but I didn't realize I loved him so much until I broke up with him or until I knew he was with somebody else. And this is after I broke up with him. And then I learned that he had kind of moved on and had a new girlfriend. Then that was like the gut wrenching. 
I kind of feel like maybe that's selfish love because I, it's like, it's like when you have a husband and a wife and like somebody cheats on the other person and then they try to get the person back and they don't realize how much they actually love the person until they, they don't have that person anymore. I mean, it's so twisted anyways. Like, isn't it like, have any of you ever felt that way where you have been in love with somebody and you end up treating that person in like the most horrible way or breaking up with them or anything like that? And it takes something like that awful situation to realize how much you love that person. That's like when people cheat on each other and then they like try to dig their way back into the relationship. Like really? You had the love to begin with and you screwed it up. And now you want to love me? Oh no, 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 no. That does not how my life works. But then there's that love that you have for children, which I can't even speak about, so I'm not even going to try. But then I'm a Thea. And I have this love for my nieces and nephews, and I've got five of them. And there's that feeling that you want to give them everything when I'm with them, obviously. Um, Although I do put money away for their college funds. I have 529s for all my nieces and nephews, but that was because I wanted to make some type of impact in their life. Um, And they, all five of them, if the parents are listening, they all better go to college. There's that type where you want to spoil them. You want to do things with them. Um, it's kind of hard now because of COVID and vaccination, unvaccination situations and all that. And in a perfect world, I would be able to see my nieces and nephews all the time. I love when they have like sports and things like that. That's the other thing you realize that like, like my little brother and his son, um, my nephew, He's going to start playing baseball. So now I feel like, okay, cool. I've got something to do, somewhere to go on Saturdays. Like hopefully he plays on the weekends, but I think he plays during the week, which is fine because I'm able to drive up there to Temecula to go watch him play. And that's the other thing. It's like when you have love for your family, you drive anywhere and everywhere that you can just to be part of the family unit. Um, I have a cousin who lives out in Vegas and his son plays baseball everywhere. And whether it's Lakeside, which is 30 minutes away or up in Fallbrook, which is like 30 minutes away, it doesn't matter. Like it's not so much about watching the game. It's knowing that my family's there. Even if it's my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, that I still feel like I belong when I'm with them. I mean, I feel like I belong anywhere sometimes, but there's something about the family unit where it's like, it's unspoken. You don't have to defend yourself who you are. You don't have to explain who you are. It's just this undying love that we all have for each other. And I only wish that sometimes that my family would be closer, not just in my immediate family. I mean, my whole entire big ass family that I have. Remember my mom was the oldest of nine, eight now, you know, it's, it's, I have a lot of cousins and a lot of my cousins that are like just a little younger than I am all have children as well. So, and that's just my mom's side. So I just wish that we were all closer, you know, so there's the family love and, Then you have love for your parents that over the years have just taught me so much and my dad too, um, for good things, bad things, both my parents understanding that you're never going to change your parents. (laughs) That's a huge part of me loving both my parents. They are who they are. And you almost have to kind of flip the switch and try not to change your parents, but just embrace them because as we get older, you don't have that much time left. It's the sad truth. I know. It's what a Debbie Downer today. I'm sorry, guys. But, um, you know, and then there's like your friends. Now, I have a lot of friends and I and I say friends in a way of who know me. And sometimes I, I forget that 
I have all this history with all my friends. Or I sometimes might, might think that, oh, the problems that I have, they probably don't want to hear. And I'm such a good listener. And as my, my husband says, I'm like the Mexican Oprah. But I have like, I would say a handful of friend friends who really know me and who call me out on my shit, which is a whole other form of love. <laughs> so I have like between Dawn and Chandra, like, I can't get away with shit because they will call me out. Um, but it's that endearing love for each other. And it's that kind of love where it kind of turns into like just trying to be a sister. I know I'm not rambling because I feel like there's all these different types of love. But let me just pause for a second and give you a definition. The question was, and I Googled this shit, right? What is what is love explained in one word? The word is mostly used according to the definition given in the dictionary, quote unquote, an intense feeling of deep affection. In other words, love is what one feels. Love should be seen not as a feeling, but as an enacted emotion. To love is to feel and act lovingly. What is the meaning of love in a relationship? One. A strong feeling of affection and concern toward one another person as that arising from kinship or close friendship. And two, a strong feeling of affection and concern for another person accompanied by sexual attraction. So those are the couple of definitions of what love is. You all have your own definition, quote unquote, love. Um, if you read the um was it the five languages of love? I'm sure you all have. And of course, I don't even have that up. So I should have had that up. But I know my definition of love for my husband only. I think it's acts of, I don't know. It's probably acts of chores. Acts of, um, what is it? Oh gosh, I can't remember. It's the one where like, I want him to do shit for me. Like I want him to do stuff for me, which I think he and I are like, he wants to spend, his is actually quality time with me. Um, so that's our two different types of love. Um, we probably should be exploring that a little bit more, especially the chore part. But um, considering I still do the dishes, or at least I unload the dishwasher, pause for a second and think of all the people in your life who love you, because you should know. In fact, I'm going to tell you what happened. To, like, I remember this guy, he was like, it wasn't even the word love. It was like, like, like he asked, like, why do you like me? And I'll never forget, because my response to him was, if you don't know why I like you, then you have other problems because I know why people like me. I don't know if that sounds horrible. I try to get along with everybody. I love everybody. I will show you love. So if somebody says like, oh, I like, like you're hanging out with you or whatever like that, like I know because I will take that person's feelings into my, into consideration at all times and make that person feel like they're the only person in the world that um, exists. So ask yourself, like, what is something that I love about me? What do I like about me? You know, would I want to hang out with me? <laughs> and if you remember, I don't know if I even talked about this with my husband. Like, I know when we first got together, I had a hard time with that because I'm like a freaking Labrador when he gets home from work because I can't wait to see him. I can't wait mostly to talk to him about my my day and ask him about his day and everything. And he taught me very early in our relationship that one, when he comes home, he needs a little bit of a break. He needs some silence. And I couldn't understand because I was like, don't you want to talk to me? Like, I want to talk to me. 
You know, does that make sense to you guys? Like, like, what do you mean you don't, don't, don't you want to know about my day? Like, I want to know about my day. Like, and I know if you're listening to me and you know me, you know exactly what I mean. Like, yeah, like how come I don't understand? <laughs> so um, I had to learn the hard way a couple times where I, he was completely silent when he got home. And of course I, as all women do, we drew up that whole entire picture in our head going, what did I do? What did I say? And all this when really he just wanted some silence at the end of the day. He just wanted some silence and the story that we make up in our head is probably saved for a different episode, but, um, it's that whole thing about being liked and not being liked. And I think a lot of my, I would say practice of being liked and different ways and tools that I've gained over the years is because when I was super, super heavy, I was not, and I, I was probably not the prettiest thing to look at. But once you got to know me, which was like in two seconds, I felt like I always had strong connections with everybody. And that was kind of like my goal, I think, growing up was having connections with people because I didn't have looks per se. Like my all my friends were really hot growing up. I was like, I always felt like this. And please, if you're my friend listening to me, just go with me on this because this is how I felt was I was like the token heavy girl, but who was really fun. So it's like I almost had to try to fit in somewhere somehow it wasn't going to be on looks, but it was going to be on my personality. It was going to be on me like having fun with people. And I think you guys probably remember if you've been listening to me, I have an episode where I remember this like guy that I had a huge crush on at Subway <laughs> um, was like, wow, you're, you're, you're so easy to talk to. And then I never saw him again. I will always have an open heart for everybody and anybody. Just don't do wrong in my eyes. Um, and if you do, understand that I will, my fault is I will continue to love you. So just to wrap this up, and I know this is a short one, but you guys are probably tired of listening to me right now. Um, look at your life, figure out who in your circle do you love deeply to where if they were to do anything to do you wrong, that you would forgive them or even more so you love somebody like your partner to where there might be like a speed bump or anything like that. And that was the other thing is that I've learned over the past couple of years and mostly because since I got married, you know, there are speed bumps in a relationship. <sighs> Who would have thought? And normally I would have been like, peace out, right? Like I don't have time for this. But secondly, with my husband, there have been speed bumps. Obviously we've been married for 10, 9, 10. So it's 11 years coming up on 11 years that the love I think is what is strengthened, strengthened <laughs> after you have an argument. It's that like <sighs> where you have that deep breath and you're like, wow, we really just had like the biggest blowout or we had a speed bump or we had a freaking valley of, of a fight or a mountain of a fight, I should say, not valley, a mountain of a fight. And yet here we are, still have, if not more, affection, strong feelings for each other, the love that we have for each other. And I think it's kind of just surprising on both ends that it's like, wow, we can really have a huge fight. We can really, we. the one thing my husband and I, John Carl and I never do is we never call each other names. We never um, go below the belt per se. It's, it's, we try and believe me, we're a work in progress, trying to keep our fights about the actual fight. Not about what happened last week, not about what happened last month, not about what happened 10 years ago, uh, which we have come a long way in that respect, but it's hard, right? It's hard to keep your fights at surface level 
without having those other feelings be drummed up. But the great thing about it is that if you're in a relationship where your partner kind of wants to hug you instead of fight with you, which is how I am. Like the one thing I told Giancarlo was, in order for me to feel good after a fight, I need you to hug me. And the other thing that we started doing, now I'm really going off on a tangent, sorry. I should probably just wrap this one up and start a different episode, but I'm not. When we're fighting, let's learn to lean into each other. Super hard, super hard. We practice it. And I always tell them like, in fact, the other day I was like, hey, um, we haven't fought in a while. Maybe we should put a fight on the calendar. I shit you not. He was like looking at me like I was a crazy. Unbeknownst to me, we did argue about something, (laughs) but it wasn't all day. And that's where I feel like I've never felt this type of love where it's that acceptance 100% of me, 100% of the time. And I only really feel that, that deep, true meaning of love after an argument. Does that make sense to you guys? Even like a friendship, like where you can argue with your friend and know that you still are best friends afterwards. Like I hadn't really experienced that until, well, until I'm sure I, I mentioned an episode where Chandra came into play and I had to like talk to her and she told me like, hey, you know, where have you been? A whole other episode, but all right. So I'm going to stop babbling now. I'm going to wrap this up. I want to leave you with just one thought and that's just, you know, have you... And look at your partner too and look at your children and the different type of love. All I ask is that just instill the kind of love that you want. I learned what love was or what love wasn't from my parents. I learned what love was or is from my husband. So I guess my question to you guys is like, where do you experience the deepest love that you have for anything And I would love to hear your feedback on this, especially because I've just been rambling left and right. And I know I covered a lot of different types of loves, but at the end of it, it's just an intense, deep feeling of deep affection. And I think we just show our love in different ways. My mom showed it with food. (laughs) My dad showed it with material things. Um, My husband shows me how much he loves me by, you know, wrestling with me in bed during commercial breaks. (laughs) So... How does, okay, so here it is. No life lesson. My question to all of you is, how does your spouse show you they love you? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Latina Barbie. Don't forget to subscribe and have the most wonderful day that you deserve. Mwah.